content warning for our listeners. This episode of Connecting Badgers discusses self-harm, suicide, and death. If you'd like to skip this content, please fast forward to about the 11 minute and 30 seconds mark for this episode's mindfulness exercise. And if you are in a crisis or have concerns about a loved one um, and need to talk to someone about mental health services, call us at 608-265-5600, option number nine. Thank you. Now here's the rest of our episode. Welcome to our Mental Health Services Connecting Badgers podcast. My name is Casey Tice, LPC. I use she, her, and hers pronouns, and I am an access specialist and care manager at UHS. Greetings, everyone. My name is Liz Westcott-Barton. I also use she, her, and her pronouns, and I'm an access specialist and care manager here at UHS. I'm also a licensed professional counselor. It's important to note that this podcast does not replace mental health treatment and should not be considered as such. If you're interested in learning more about seeking mental health treatment at UHS, you can webbook a confidential access appointment through the MyUHS portal. There is no problem too small to schedule an access appointment. Access specialists are here to discuss your concerns and assist you in getting connected to mental health resources. If you have any questions about meeting with an access specialist, you can call the Mental Health Services front desk at 608 265-5600, option number two, and we'll be happy to answer any questions you might have before you get scheduled. Or if you would prefer to get connected with a provider outside of UHS, we can assist with this also. As a reminder, you can also access 24-7 crisis resources um, if in a mental health emergency. These include the UHS crisis line, which is 608-265-5600, option nine. You can also uh, please call 911 in an emergency. Thank you for that, Casey. Today we can get started and jump right in. We are talking with Emily Ham, who is a graduate student and the instructor of the Psychology of Suicide course at the University of Wisconsin-Madison here. Emily, is there anything else that you'd like to say to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Emily. Like you said, I use she, her, hers pronouns. Um, I'm originally from Madison, even though I did my undergraduate education at a, at a different school. And so um, really happy to be back with the community and to be talking about this important topic today. Awesome. And we are so appreciative that you're here with us. We do have some questions for you. Casey and I will go back and forth. Uh, Take your time in answering them. And of course, um, after our question time, we'll get into a mindfulness activity together. So we can go ahead and get started, or I can go ahead and get started. The Royal We. Uh, September is Suicide Prevention Month. What are some things that you'd like students to know about suicide prevention here at UW-Madison? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, when I'm thinking about it in the context of the university, I want people to know that this is something that the community at UW-Madison really cares about. There's quite a few student organizations that deal not only with mental health generally, but also um, pay specific attention to suicide. Um, And that we also do have the course that, uh, Liz, you mentioned, the Psychology of Suicide course. Um, This was started a few years ago by a then graduate student in counseling psychology, uh, Joe Orvetz, and has been continued on with um, Rachel Dyer, who is a graduate student, and now me. And we work with Um, the suicide prevention coordinator at UHS, or um, Val Donovan, and um, a big 
part of the course is identifying um, areas where we can improve how UW-Madison does respond to suicide and works to prevent suicide and work with students um, and just the greater UW-Madison community to really um, make sure we're serving and adapting with the times and um, based on what students need. Yeah. Um, one of the questions that we had, and this is, of course, such a such a large question, but how do I work to prevent suicide on campus? So maybe how do I recognize these signs and others? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to have some education on um, what some of the warning signs we know. Um, often um, we can see sometimes um, a dramatic shift in mood when people are um, seriously considering suicide. We can see um, sometimes quite a bit of depression, um, some substance use. These are things that may put someone at higher risk for um, attempting suicide. And the other thing to really know is that often people will talk about suicide or even joke about suicide um, before making an attempt. And so it's important, even if it's uncomfortable, to still um, be able to be mindful that if someone is joking, for example, that um, it might be important to still step in and just ask. So I know you're joking, but um, or it seems like you are, um, but I just wanted to check in um, because sometimes people joke and that might be an easier way to bring it up if they are having these feelings. Absolutely. So really noticing those those signs, picking up on those things, you know, physically, behaviorally, it can come out um, academically if people are are struggling. And yeah, it is important to to not see it as as a joke or someone will just say, oh, I'm just kidding. And then it's still important just to just to check in with that. So definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah, and then also alongside with that, is there any particular way? So I say I am noticing those things and maybe my friend or my roommate, um, what is the best way to really check in with them or how can I support them? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So research does indicate that students are actually more likely to talk to a peer, to a roommate, to a friend um, before actually reaching out to a mental services, a mental health services provider. Um, obviously, we want to be um, decreasing barriers to accessing mental health services. But if you as a roommate, as a friend can be kind of the one to say, oh, I hear you and it's OK, I'm not thinking um, I'm taking it seriously and care. Um, I think that can be really an important first step. Not necessarily that you as a friend can take on the entire responsibility of helping someone who's in um, a really difficult crisis point, but that you can um, you can affect how someone is able to then go ahead and navigate um, the mental health care system and really feel like they have support and community around this despite their struggles. And I really appreciate too, um, just a, a plug for the that website is just through our UHS website under prevention um, and suicide prevention. There's just really helpful resources to find there. So if you are a student talking about a friend or, or roommate or such, or if you are um, a parent or um, teacher, anybody, um, ways to recognize, respond, refer and what those steps are um, and it's just really detailed and I appreciate that so I encourage people to to check that out we can also drop that in the um, in the additional notes section for this episode too if anyone's interested yeah I think that's great um, what about Emily can you tell us a little bit more about the online UW-Madison suicide prevention training are you familiar with that at all yeah absolutely so in addition to some of the online prevention resources at that um, website that Casey was mentioning. There's also um, a fairly recent new um, online suicide prevention program for 
UW-Madison students, and they do have an iteration for undergraduate students, an iteration for graduate professional students, and an iteration for faculty staff. Um, but this is a really great online program. It takes about 60 to 90 minutes to complete the whole thing. Anyone is able to, if, if they um, have access to Canvas, to sign up for this course. And really, it takes you through some situations um, and some potential situations and dialogues that might happen. I think something that I've noticed as um, someone who works in the mental health field that you might kind of know that, you know, you would tell someone it's okay that you're having these thoughts, but then the first time you really have someone sitting right in front of you looking at you and saying, I'm having thoughts about suicide, it can feel really different in that moment and with that pressure to know what is the right thing to say. I think um, things can start moving really quickly and, and there can be concerns about, am I saying the right thing? Am I going to make it worse? And really, this is a nice program that really can just um, give a walkthrough of what some helpful responses might be and some examples of what maybe not so helpful responses might be. So really trying to do the really practical um, in the moment, how much you respond. And I would just say that um, having suicidal ideation or, or thoughts about suicide um, is fairly common. I think um, I read recently that um, maybe 10% of adults in the U.S. at some point in their lives do experience thoughts about suicide. And so I would say no matter what your field of study, even if it's not related to psychology or mental health, that it could really be important and potentially life-saving to have in your um, toolkit some things or thoughts ahead of time about how you might respond if that was disclosed to you. Yeah, wonderful. That sounds like a really great training and something that, you know, I wish that even like I would have been able to sit through like when I was an undergrad. Um, it sounds like a really great resource and being able to like figure out how to talk to folks because it, it's not something that we talk about, right? There's a lot of stigma, a lot of barriers associated with talking about these things. And I think any way in which we can demystify and make folks feel a little bit more comfortable in how they can, you know, be supported or support others. I think that's just excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. And then for our last question, is there anything else you can think of that you would want students to be aware of or let people know? Yeah, actually, just building a little bit on what Liz was just saying, um, this is something that I think is not talked about as often. I think we're increasing our talking about this sort of thing, but there is stigmas at times in certain communities about talking about suicide or maybe fears about if I disclose that I'm having these thoughts, what will happen? Are they going to be um, institutionalizing me? I mean, I think it can get very, um, come from a lot of fear. And, and I think the, the main message I would really wanna push as, as a take home is that there are people in the community. Um, there are people on campus, there are people in Madison and just, um, more largely who, who care about this and who care about how students are doing and who um, will not shy away. And I would encourage that if you are having suicidal thoughts um, and maybe you disclose and you don't have a great response to someone, I would encourage you to try again and try to find someone and, and keep trying until you find someone who is hearing you and you do feel supported um, because that that's valuable. Thank you for that. Yes, absolutely. And um, again, remembering that UHS phone number, if you are having those thoughts, if you're concerned about um, a friend, roommate, anybody else um, can also help talk through some of those things. And obviously, again, if it's an emergency, call 911. But yeah, really reaching out to UHS could be a, a good step there as well. So just want to plug that too. Thanks so much, Emily. Yeah, really appreciate you being here. Okay, well. Let's see. Um, I guess now to segue into our mindfulness uh, exercise, if we're ready for that. Um, 
one of the things that I came across um, that I just found interesting and wanted to share, uh, we're all pretty aware of, I think, the Zoom fatigue that is very real and happening and staring at screens all day long and how that could affect our mental health. Um, but I came across the other day a study about um, what they are coining um, uh, screen apnea. <laughs> and so the screen apnea, I guess it was a, a term coined by uh, Susan Polak. Um, and basically what it is, is uh, just research studies that were done that show, you know, when we are staring at screens, you know, maybe you're pulling up your email when you're opening it, looking at a text or, you know, sitting down to take a class or something like that. We tend to just like, like take that inhale of breath and hold our breaths. Um, and obviously not the whole time, but tend to really do that shallow breathing um, during this time. And so, you know, you think, okay, what's the big deal there? But it really does impact us, put stress on the body physically, um, increases emotional stress, um, attitude, well-being. Um, so one of the things just recommended is just some breathing techniques to, to manage it. So maybe we could do some of that together, or even just the next time you sit down in front of a computer or something like this, just kind of noticing where you're at with things. Um, notice where your breathing is. Is it something that is held? Right? Are you clenched? Do you notice your shoulders? Are they are they clenched up tight? You know, maybe just taking one of those deep breath sighs and let it out. Your posture doesn't need to be perfect where you are, but maybe just sit up comfortably, ground your feet on the floor, and then focusing on the breath. Just taking a minute to check in with it. You don't have to judge it. If it is shallow or if you are holding your breath, just kind of noticing those sensations of breathing. So inhale and exhale. Sometimes it helps just to take, take three breaths during this time. So inhale, exhale, inhale, and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Just taking a moment, stepping away from a screen for a second if you can. Sometimes it's a nice way to break up in between meetings and classes and things. If you can get a minute to get up, stretch, move around, just a little something to interrupt it. Sometimes that can help break it up. So just, just notice where your breathing is when you're in front of screens and just take a few short breaths. See how that works. How did that feel? Did anyone try it out as we're staring at screens right now? <laughs> I did. I think it next time I need to not be staring at a screen, right? That's the whole point of this. But I do every time I can take a breath and like really realize like, oh wow, your shoulders are like up to your earballs, like which is a joke for your ear <laughs> eyeballs that I make. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am always so tense in my shoulders and I know it's from being like hunched over a computer all day and like reading stressful things. So I appreciate any moment to kind of take a deep breath and take some space from that feeling. Yep. Shake it off, step away, close your eyes if you have to, or even just like look away for a minute, something just to, to interrupt things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Okay. Well, feel free to tag us by using hashtag connecting badgers on social media. So with any thoughts, feedback, requests for topics, questions you might have, 
Um, our next topic we are planning for is depression awareness for Depression Awareness Month in October. Thank you for listening. And as a reminder, if you are struggling, you can always access our 24-hour crisis line for support, whether you are in Wisconsin or any other state, by calling us at 608-265-5600, option number nine. Take care. Thank you.